Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yeah, yo, yo, okay. yo. Yeah, we back. We back in the place. Oh, welcome, man. Yeah, I'm here. You had me scared. I made it. I made it. Yeah, we almost didn't have a broadcast this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I overslept. And Logic got one of them spontaneous old man naps <laughs> out of nowhere. Straight up, because the thing is, me and my kids, we just we had just went to lunch. Yeah, I saw that picture on Facebook. I was like, oh, he's out with the kids. He'll be over right after. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that was the plan, because I only had like maybe an hour in between. Yeah. And I just sat on the couch and... Next thing I know, it's 4.30. <laughs> you didn't count on the itis. Did not, man. Got all you slipping. I, I had some, and all I had was some some pasta. It was, That's all it take. It wasn't even heavy, though. Pasta is heavy. It wasn't that heavy. What, in what world is pasta not heavy? It wasn't heavy, man. Pasta is in the same category as bread. This is true. I mean, so how is pasta not heavy? This is Because I'm still hungry. I'm hungry now. That's how you know you ain't, your diet shit is off. <laughs> Everybody wonder a couple. How many episodes was it ago? We were talking about losing weight. You was talking a about getting ago. fat. Yeah, yeah. This is why you can't get skinny, man. You don't even think <laughs> pasta is like in the same category as bread. Yeah, I mean, I know it you is. think it's like a light little meal, something you eat before you get active. <laughs> no, <laughs> pasta will put you down for the count, bro. Lasagna, spaghetti. Yeah, all of that. All of that will put you out. All of that. You can't eat. That's not what you eat when it's time to get productive. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't planning on the pass out. <laughs> Wasn't planning on the old man nap. No, nah, it's funny because I took a nap right before I hit you. I, right. I was like sitting there. It was about two o'clock. And I was like, man, I wonder if I can get a power 30. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Spontaneous old man nap hit me. <laughs> I woke up at 2.30. Like, oh, okay, let me go set up this gear. Right. So I set up everything. And then I was like, okay, All where's right. my man's at? 3.15. Yep. I'm usually pretty prompt. Yeah, I'm usually pretty prompt. <laughs> yeah. Text you at four, like, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> we doing this or what? Yeah, we have one. Yeah, this is ha- this is supposed to happen today. <laughs> yeah, old man nap. Yeah, we, you know, he rolled up and it's just kids out having mad fun yeah. on, the, on the street right mad now. Mad fun. Just throwing a ball around. Yeah, it was a group of, like, every, every few years, it's a different group of little girls. Uh-huh. And like there was this group of little girls like four or five years ago, and I used to refer to them as the best summer ever posse. Because <laughs> like every day they had the most fun I've ever seen kids have. It was That's like dope. this every day though. That's dope. Doing the simplest thing: mm. one ball, right? Eight kids, right? One yard, yeah. And it's just pandemonium, right? It's just craziness. <laughs> It's craziness. That's what life is about. You could be having no more fun than that, man. man. But yeah, the the best best summer ever girls. I think they two of them moved away, and then the rest of them are like sixteen, oh, okay. eighteen, older now. now. Yeah. yeah, but boy, that summer. Yeah, they was getting it in. I've never seen anything like that, man. <laughs> they would all congregate, you know, right or outside of my house about uh-huh. like three or four in the afternoon. Yeah. And they would just wild out, just <laughs> bikes up and down the street racing, you know, running from house to house, uh-huh. you know, just playing like that. It was like, wow, they yeah. are literally having the best summer ever. Yeah, man. I remember those days, man. <laughs> you would just you would lose track of time. Oh, yeah. That was the best, man, because, yeah. you know, back in the day, you'd be out summertime just with your, with your friends, <laughs> and next thing you know, it's it's nighttime. You know, yeah. it's getting dark. Sun yeah. going down. Ooh. Hey, street lights come on. Street lights. Time to go home. You knew. <laughs> if you walked in before the street, uh, you know, after the street lights came on, you was going to get a, a whooping. Mm-hmm. It was going to be bad for you. Yeah, it was going to be all bad. Yeah, I used to be out there, man, just, you know, because my best friend used to live, I'm going to do, Mark used to live, like, in that great house right there. So that was, like, my best friend. Me oh, and him okay. would just... 
we was inseparable man we would go everywhere from here to the rec center Mm -hmm. you know you know back then like going to play on the other side of the street that seemed like a world away. right right yeah i'm about to go down the street where down the street (laughs) right right i'm gonna be right there playing touch football okay you had to be within sight yeah within sight it's like look out go on the porch (laughs) so they can see you yeah now i don't know if parents are that strict now Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. It's it's very different because I know now that that we're older and the world is a little different. I think parents are a little more strict. I think really, I think they want to drive you everywhere. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Like true. you can't just ride your bikes to the. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, let me center. drop you off. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what it is. Yeah, I want to see who's gonna be there. <laughs> you know, like I think it's just different now. It's not like it used to be because before, like I would lead a crib. Like, especially when I was in, like, middle school, you know, like, like you know, seventh, eighth grade. Like, I would leave the crib and not talk to my mom until yeah. I came home. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, you got to have your cell phone or you got to have some way to contact you. Get yeah. a number where you're going to be. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very different. It's almost like it makes it makes parents more paranoid yeah. having the a means to communicate with them all the time. Because, yeah. like you're saying, we just had one home phone. Right. There was no cells. There was no page. You couldn't even page us back then. Right. It was like, look, if I'm at home, call me. Right. If he ain't home, he out there in the street somewhere. Yeah, he's somewhere. Come he's find him. You know, yeah. your friends call, hey, no. hey I don't know. He don't said know he was at the rec center. You might be at Mark's house. You might be at DeWan's. Yeah. Okay, I'll go looking. And then right. your friends would just find you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got to be in five, one of five places. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Your parents knew, yeah, one of those locations you were going to be there. Right. You know, and you came back when you're supposed to. It's yeah. crazy, man, because, yeah, I don't know if it's, if I compare my neighborhood now to back then when we were growing up, in the 80s, mm-hmm. it was wilder then than it is now. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. This is chill. You've been yeah. out here mad time. You've never seen nothing thuggish going on there ain't been no fights ain't been no ain't dudes selling crack on the corner with their pants hanging down it's Mm -hmm. like none of that thuggish element is out here it's like a a real like off in the cut quiet little spot Mm -hmm. but when we were going up it was wild Mm. it was fights almost every day in the summer yeah almost every day yeah you know by the time we got to be teenagers it was people shooting in the street damn we were shooting in the street like the same kids (laughs) (laughs) crackheads crack hit this is like the crack era mm-hmm. and then the, the things just kind of hit it, it, that was like when it was like no joke for a minute it started getting kind of kind of sketchy out here you know and then like when my generation moved out it got chill again yeah it got relaxed yeah my yeah. generation ruined this neighborhood man <laughs> the thugs yeah the, the thugs of the 80s they ruined it man ruined it you know they ain't even it might be one maybe we ain't got no certified crackheads out here no right more. You know what I'm saying? You don't see like, we got like functional crackheads who just stay in their house. <laughs> yeah. They might sit on a porch. Yeah. But they don't be out, you know, having dance contests and doing random shit. Yeah, you doing know, random dumb shit. Bunny hopping fences and shit. Just mm. doing somersaults and shit. We don't have that yeah. element anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I think it's, the times is just different because I just, I know how my mom is now just when I let my kids go do stuff. Well, you, you know where they at? You, I'm like, Come on, mom. Yeah, like, we'll be going all day. Yeah, like we'll be going all literally all day, especially summertime. Ugh. You get up, you be out of the house by noon. And you come back so dirty. Yeah, you come back dirty <laughs> as hell. You might come back for a snack yep. and then leave again. You know what I'm saying? Come back, you know. Yeah. And they used to be happy, like, look, either you in or you out. Right. You, yeah. you don't come in here. Close the screen door. You couldn't be there was right. no coming back in. Nah, you couldn't run in and out to the house. <laughs> nope. It was like you out, you out for hours. Yeah. Come back later, but was no 
Yeah. 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 It's different now, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I see certain kids or like their moms will let them play a little further than I would. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hmm, is that the way or is it just different now? You know, yeah. it's just a different time. Yeah. Man. And, I'm, and I don't have kids. So I'm a little out of touch when it comes to that. You know, like I don't know the rules no more. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm still stuck when I was a kid. Right. Whatever the rules were when I was a kid. That's where you at. Yeah. yeah. I never left. <laughs> I'm like, why y'all y'all let them kids do that? Right. Wow. I'm right. in shock, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's good, man. Yeah, yeah. I just I just my my youngest son just went to the to the rec center today. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor was just dropping. She dropping him off. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the thing is it's not far from us. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I mean, it's she it's far enough, right? It's far enough, but yeah. you know they like I, we can walk. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, and they probably prefer to walk. Of you know, they're gonna they get to the age it'll be like, oh man, I don't want everybody to see my mama dropping me off right. at the rec center. Right. Now we used to walk to school. It was like that. It was certain. You'd see how close the high school is from here. Yeah. Like literally, like yeah. <laughs> a quarter of a mile. Yeah. And we used to walk to school, man. And some of our homies, their parents insisted on dropping them off. Yeah, and we, and we would be walking me and my guy Mark, and they would just zoom past us every day. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be zero degrees. They would still just dip. Yeah, we was like, wow, your parents and there's no one in the back seat. Y'all know right. y'all could pick us. Yeah, up. y'all could have gave us a ride. Oh, they left left us stinking. Could have hooked us up every day, you know. But yeah, it is wild. Like I don't, I I mean I get it, I get it. You know, especially in this era of news. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you watch the news enough, yeah, you probably will be pretty paranoid about you know. Uh, children and and the type of people that are out there right and i think that's what i think that's really what has changed it is that there's so much more information and so much more scare tactics you know handled by the news yes that it's like you know you don't want your kids just out and about and not hear from them all day yeah you know you want to be able to know where they are and be able to pinpoint where they are in case something happens you know we're in this time of terror attacks and all this craziness you know what i mean yeah. so it's like you have to you really want to know where they are you know what i'm saying so in case you gotta go pick them up or something happened you know crazy yeah crazy times man yeah man we didn't know yeah. <laughs> yeah we are we are speaking well, again no yeah you know <laughs> you see how i threw that over the plate for you word, i just i word, set you up word. you know what i'm saying I, I underhanded threw, yeah lobbed it you know <laughs> hit you with the alley right fly alley oop right speaking again no today's topic ageism ageism in hip-hop ageism in hip-hop man yeah. so it's a it's a topic that uh you know it's been coming up a lot lately yes you know, and I, and I, I do want to applaud like, uh, you know, that adult rappers, uh, the film that came out, it's like a documentary, yeah, the that, documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Paul, formerly of uh, Hangar 18. Uh-huh. He he did this uh, documentary. I want to say officially came out last year mm-hmm. or the year before. But, you know, they were started working on it in 2011 or so. And, uh, you know, it's about ageism, not really ageism. It's about growing older. Right as a hip hop artist. Right. It's not necessarily about ageism within the industry. Um, and so today we're gonna have a conversation just about like ageism and like how ageism kind of, uh, it's there and that it, it kind of shortchanges everybody involved. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, it's gonna be a grown man discussion, Word. but a good discussion, you know, and this was sparked off by, you know, I saw an interview with the locks the other day and uh, 
they were kind of talking about this topic. So we're going to get into that when we come back. Work. We got you stuck off the realness. The most infamous. You heard of us. Official podcast murderers. The show comes equipped with few points to share. Grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow. So go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode. You're not alone in this world, cousin. So we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to. They spread gossip, but they never come closer. I can hear it inside their tone. They talk about the industry, but never left their home. You get laced up with bullet points and such, plus empowering topics that they never would touch. You can put your whole network against the team, but Super Duty Tough Works the MVP. Most valuable podcast on MP3. Priceless info, but all of it's free. Huh. So take these words home and think them through. Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you. Now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. We, we are breaking that. We look good, we feel good, and we can smoke a lot. Damn, they all of these new rappers, with no pun intended. <laughs> and not only that, it's the nature of the sport. We feel there you go. Inventable. This is what you, you know. This is this is what you do. There's no age bracket when you when you nice at it. And I don't think it's just a um a, a New York thing. It's like people want real. Like people just want some real authentic hip hop that they can vibe to. That's why the NWA movie hit beautiful. That's why certain shit that come around. That's why even certain clothes and certain gear come and hit. People just want real shit. You know what I mean? That's why Tom Brady is nice. We'll stop when we ain't feeling the love no more. Yeah, I actually over. felt the love. Yeah. yeah. This Word. That's why Tom Brady is nice. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a clip from this interview with the locks. You know, talking about, you know, ageism, hip hop, getting older, man. Yeah. And uh this week we're gonna talk about like age in hip hop and why older artists are needed word you know why does the game need older artists in it why they need cats like us because it seems like they try to chase the older artists out they try but they can't they can't do that you I, know? I don't think it's possible dude yeah I don't yeah think it's possible and you know the locks hit on something that is like you know we got five reasons why mm -hmm. the game needs the you know the older artists right and the locks hit on something that i had as reason number one which is you know some zen shit right as you said <laughs> The body ages, but the mind gets sharp. Yeah, they they sharp. They still sharp. They still sharp. See, the thing that people that separates art from crafts like sports and and other types of things that require your body is that art is a is a mental game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like politics is a mental game. Right. If you notice that many artists uh, hit their peak as they get older right it's no different than why we tend to have presidents who are 60 to 70 years old right it's because your mind is sharpened through all these experiences from all these things you've seen and as you get older what you do and say is just an expression of all those experiences yeah and you get you have a broader perspective of life of, right you know especially if we're talking about art you have a broader perspective of things to talk about you have more things that you've experienced therefore you're you know what you talk about and how you do it you know it, it just gets better and better. It gets better. Like, like think of a, uh, we've seen articles where they talk about the average age of a, uh, 
I don't know, a football player right. or an NBA player. And, and these guys have careers that are only average 3.5 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 3.5 years. You think they've been playing basketball or football since they were old enough to play right. to where they could reach the, the, uh, the, the pinnacle of their craft. And the professional part of their craft is only three years on average. That's wild. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's wild. So the, their, their maximum money they make is in that three year period. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's no fault that that they you know, that it goes down like that. But the human body. Right. Cannot withstand 20 years of that kind of rigor. Oh, of course not. Especially I mean, football. No, you know, exactly. Hit like that. And There's exceptions like a Peyton Manning, a guy who doesn't take hits because he's a quarterback. Right. But in general, any any uh, sport that requires physicality mm-hmm. has a very short window. Yeah. Any task sport craft that has uh, the mind as its main asset has a long window. Yeah, there's really no ending to it. There's it none. doesn't have to be. Your mind doesn't decline until you're like elderly. Right. And even then, like you, you're still drawing from a, 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 a lifetime of experiences that other people haven't had. Exactly. You know, and I think rap art in general is no different. And, and we say, like, number one is that this is why you need people in hip hop who are older, mm-hmm. because those who are young are going to talk about young things. Right. They're going to they're going to talk about only the what they've experienced through their years of life. Mm-hmm. Now, there were some exceptions. Cause like think about the the pool of knowledge that Nas was drawing from oh, yeah, on exactly, Illmatic. Exactly. Think about what Mob Deep was drawing from on the Infamous. Right. Think about OC was only twenty. Yeah. Nineteen when he wrote Times Up. Right. Nas was what? Uh, I woke up early on my born day. Twenty. I'm, I'm twenty. I'm so twenty. It was, it was nine. He was nineteen when he did most of that record. Yep, yeah. He wrote Illmatic. I probably recorded at nineteen. He came out when he was twenty. Right. Yeah. So so like. And then, uh, you know, same thing for Mob Deep. You know, I'm only 19, but my mind is old. Right. You know, uh, so so like what they were talking about mm-hmm. was things that the average 19 year old never would have seen. Right. Right. And they were talking about very, very adult things mm-hmm. as youths. And that's because, you know, the 80s, as we talked about earlier. Right. Were wild. Wild as hell. And if they were wild here in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Imagine New York. Yeah. City. The yeah. Queensbridge projects. Right. In the 80s. Yeah. It was probably a zoo. <laughs> Straight up. It was probably just ridiculous crime, all kind of ill shit going on. So there are exceptions. But overall, the older and more experienced you are in life, the more you have to reflect on in art. And I think that's a benefit to the art uh, community as a whole, hip hop as a whole. Yeah, I definitely think it is, man. I mean, it's just like with us, the things that I talk about now, you know, and that I think about and that I can draw from now as an artist being 37 you know, it's completely different when I from when I did Unforeseen Shadows when I was, you know, 19. Yes. You know, what I mean, it's a very and if, even if you listen to the records, as you listen to, you know, people who have followed my career, as you listen to the records, as I've gotten older, the content definitely has changed because I have different things to draw on. I've had different experiences. And I think and, and personally, I think my writing has gotten a little better and a little more poignant and a little more, you know, succinct in what I talk about and how I talk about things. Totally. I agree. Because yeah. I've been around for all of them eras. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't see it. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen you go through your little phases. Yeah. And I went through mine. I talked to someone on the phone maybe last week and they were like, yeah, I'm listening to you on Spotify right now. And they were like, you know, I 
have different eras of Blueprint I listen to. Yeah. When I'm ready to party and wild out, I listen to early Blueprint and Soul Position when you was drinking and partying. <laughs> right. And then when I'm thinking about getting my life together, I listen to you know current Blueprint. Right. Because right. you know from like 2011 forward, from Adventures in Counterculture forward, you're on some self improvement, right. get it right, right. You know, be the best you can be, <laughs> not partying shit. Right. You know, right. And, right. Like, and it's just really inspiring. She said, but it's just those two eras, you know, the 1988 early Soul Position stuff was like it had a serious tone to it mm-hmm. but it was definitely some youthful partying yeah. shit yeah and then as you get older because that's what you was doing yeah you know that's the life that you were living at the time yeah so what other experiences are you going to draw from but what you're actually living living right then yes yes yeah i, I think that's why people uh, like us you know and respect the artists that you know we are associated with because we do draw on our personal experiences we don't just come up with shit out the air and you know, fabricate fucking tales of grandeur. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we actually talk about the shit that we do, and you know, in the life that we're living. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. And I, and I think too, man. I want to add on to that that um, as you look listen to hip hop as a whole, and you think about the problems that hip hop has, one of the problems people have is that they feel a bit disconnected from it as they grow older. Right. Fans, especially artists, start to feel a bit disconnected, even from some of their fan bases. Mm-hmm. We've seen it, and I think that's because hip hop is always presented as like this youth art form. Yeah, it's for the youth. It's seasonal. It's you know you grow out of it. Right. You know you have your phases, and I think that right now we're experiencing something different, mm-hmm. where people aren't necessarily growing out of it. And I think the reason they're not growing out of it is because we're finally allowing the older artists to have space. Yeah, and they have shine. Yeah. Because they're dope. Yeah, to be themselves. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't be garbage, you know. Yeah, they're still dope. Your blade gotta be sharp. Right, that's why Nas can still put out records. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, Pharaoh can still put out records. Yeah. And still do shows. You know what I'm saying? That's why Jay can still put out records. Like, these artists... You know, everybody might not be fans of all of them, but they can still put out records and still sell records and still make good content because they still sharp. Yeah. They still doing it. Oh, yeah, totally, man. I mean, and we talked about like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, but when Tribe made their comeback, yeah. Daylight made their comeback, mm-hmm. Common dropped a dope album. Like all the guys who we grew up on. Right. We're back in the game like last year. Right. And that's, I mean, 20 years yeah. removed from their heyday. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Their prime, supposedly. And, and dropping material that their fan bases were excited about. Right. And that was good. It wasn't yeah. just, you know, just some fanfare shit. It was good fucking records. And that is good for hip hop. Yeah. Very good. You know, and, uh, you know, so that's, that's one reason why, you know, it's important that older artists have a space mm-hmm. that be allowed to create because now all of a sudden you get access you know, to, to people whose mind has continued to develop. Right. And I don't want to say that, like, all younger music lacks substance. Right. I don't want to make that generalization. Much of it does, but that's only relative to what people are hearing, right? right? If you hear the full spectrum of art, then you know that, okay, yeah, there's some some artists who are not talking about nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's say all these fucking mumble rappers ain't talking about nothing. Mm-hmm. But then you got the Kendricks, the J. Coles. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who have content. Right. They talk about some, yeah. some shit. On major labels. Right. And so you can't you can't cast that generalization to everybody, but it is pretty 
it's, it's there. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's, it's more widespread. There's more, you know, of the Migos, yes. you know, people than there is of the J. Coles and Kendricks. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. So, I mean, that's that's really what people think about when they think about hip hop. The lay person, when they think about hip hop, they think about what they hear on the radio. Yeah. They, they, they think Drake. You know what I'm saying? They think, oh, well, I heard this song on the radio, that song where they're, you know, the, the trap stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what they think about when they think about hip hop nowadays. Yeah. So. And and it's very true for even I mean, I know we mentioned like uh, you know, artists. It's also really, really true for writers. Right. Those who are into books know that most of the people who wrote amazing books didn't do it at nineteen. Right. They did it later <laughs> in their lives. Yeah. yeah. Thirty, forty, mm-hmm. fifty years old before they had their first real literary success Mm -hmm. and that's no coincidence it's the same reason that we're seeing artists and hip-hop artists finally start to see success as they get older right you know because as you get older you're drawing for more you you become a better writer Mm -hmm. i think personally i feel like i'm a better writer now than i was then i feel like i had moments where i was writing dope stuff but now i think about the whole spectrum of what i'm writing right me too i feel like i'm a better writer right you know uh my music has changed obviously as we change but i'm definitely a better writer yeah i definitely agree so that's that's number one number one you know so you know don't hate on the old school people man you know what i'm saying mine is sharp he's sharp out here (laughs) that blade sharp you know (laughs) that was the number one reason why hip-hop needs older artists right so we're gonna do number two and number two is uh oh this is when we talked about um some uh episodes back i can't remember what what episode it was but we were talking about um the resurgence of radio mm-hmm. and a resurgence of radio uh i think you had brought it to my attention as well you know because we've got a newer old school station here yeah, in columbus here in columbus yeah and that popped up a couple years ago yeah not even a couple years ago i think it might have just been it hasn't been that long oh, it hasn't even been that long nah. okay yeah i thought it was it was around then that we might have been talking about it now i don't have a radio in my car so i don't talk about it much mm-hmm. uh i didn't know but now i know like oh snap you know we got an old school station here yeah but that's really good actually yeah yeah and what a lot of people don't know is that nationwide these stations are becoming very common right very common so i got a, an article here from uh xxl and this article is called uh more classic hip-hop radio stations might be hitting the airwaves in 2015 and it says many radio stations across the country might get an injection of golden era raps next year that is because a number of stations in the fm format are looking to add classic hip-hop reports the new york times according to the numbers there is a big audience Wanting to hear older rap tunes, Houston's Boom 92 KROI FM was the first large market station to introduce the format, which utilizes rap music from the 70s, 80s and 90s. Consequently, Boom's grew, I'm saying Boom's grab grew going from 245,000 to 802,000 and saw its Nielsen rating share boost from 1.0 to 3.2. Say boost three times the growth the second month's numbers slipped slightly but the station still pumped up in a respectable 780,000 listeners wow crazy Um, other stations in Dallas and Philadelphia that switched to classic hip-hop also saw an increase in numbers according to the report because of the uncanny boost many other stations will look to transition as early as next year 
more classic Tribe Called Quest, Rakim, Tupac, Biggie, LL, Cool J, etc. on the radio. We'll take that. Yes, sir. Sure will. Reason number two. Yeah. Why we need, you know, older artists in the game. Yeah. Older artists, we grew up, you know, we grew up listening to hip hop on the radio. Yeah. The radio, when we grew up, was somewhere you went to listen to the newest, latest unheard music yeah the we, unheard music yes not the repetitive discovery shit that they do today. yes it was discovery yes now it's completely completely different but we are so used to that mixtape sound mm-hmm. we know what it feels like to we would listen to the radio all day if it played that music that gave us that feeling yeah straight up you know and and I think it's pretty dope that the radio stations are discovering this. Mm-hmm. I've thought about it for years. Like, yeah, where is it? Yeah, the the commercialization and the, and the consolidation of of commercial radio mm-hmm. left all old school hip hop people in the in the in the in the just limbo. Yeah, because there was always an old school R and B station. Yeah, there was always a soul station that played. Yep. you know, like the Stevie Wonders and classic you know, rock. Classic rock. You know, it's always been so. Why not hip hop? Right. And, you know? and hip hop came into its its own in the 90s. Right. Late yeah. 80s, early 90s is when hip hop became the big thing that it is now, right. when it took over music. Yeah. So you have an entire generation who is not necessarily going to sit around listening to Spotify. Right. They're not going to sit around and, and, and have the latest app on their phone. Mm-hmm. And they don't really care about having, you know, uh, uh, a Bluetooth <laughs> right to p- connect their phone to their right. their car stereo. They still bumping their CDs. Yeah, they that still they got the, yeah. yeah, they got CDs. They yeah. got tapes. Some of them. Yeah, and they got uh, radios. Yeah, and they care about the radio. Right. That whole generation, which is in fact uh, the, the 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 demographic that built up radio, so that the clear channels, mm-hmm. so that the radio ones could buy hundreds of stations. Right. After Bill Clinton's Telecommunications Act passed. Right that allowed this to happen this is what basically we built it up yeah. the ads that they were selling in the 90s the, the revenues and the numbers that they were seeing playing classic hip-hop mm-hmm. that we grew up on they have never seen again exactly because they left they just left us alone left the format they chased out an entire generation of people who were listening to the ads mm-hmm. going to the concerts rocking with the shows yeah. and now they're seeing the error in their ways. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because you can't tell. I mean, if you got a radio station that almost quadruples its listenership right. in one month yeah. by playing classic hip hop. That tells you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it tell, I mean yeah. just on some business shit. Like, yes. oh, word. Yeah. Oh, word. Quadruple. Quadruple. Yeah. We got to do this more often. Four times the listenership equals four times the income. Right. Four times the, the revenue. Right. Let's keep it funky here. Yeah. That station probably was looking at at going out of business. Mm-hmm. They weren't competitive. And I would bet that they're one of the most competitive radio stations in their market, as is the one in Columbus. now. Right. 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 I, I completely agree, man. I, I mean, I love it. That's the, the only station I actually listen to of music in my car. Mm. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it's always on when I do have the radio on is is that station because I can hear songs that I haven't heard in years and let you know unless I want to dig out my fucking CD collection and shit <laughs> you know what I mean but it's it's just great to have that and as you know as a 35 37 40 year old person that grew up listening to that stuff we don't 
we don't like Drake like like no. like the kids do now. We don't listen to Migos. We Mm-mm. don't listen, and it's not for us. Yeah, and, and it's not that. It's and that's ba- okay. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's not our music. It's the music of the youth. It's the music of the kids. Just like when we were growing up, when we was listening yes. to NWA and Nas and Tribe Called Quest, our parents was still listening to you Otis know Redding ra- and the oh, Commodores. Right. You know what I'm saying? saying <laughs> Earth, that, Wind, and Fire. Talking the same stuff that we say about today's music, <laughs> about our music. So it's just a generational thing. Yeah. And everybody's right. Right. Everybody's right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. You know, but that's just that's just how it is, man. Because I remember I, I still be I still when I'm in when I'm in my studio, when I'm just bumping, you know, I might be bumping three feet high and rising. The kids will come in like, what's that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this is this is the hip hop I listened to when I was your age. You know, and I'm like, I don't like that. You know, yeah. but then they'll play me some new stuff. And I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nah that's not that's not the lick you know every now and then yeah. they'll play me something i like you know what i mean but and the same vice versa but you know they be playing me stuff trying to get me to you know listen to their stuff i'm like nah i can't i can't do nah that. and it's okay it's, yeah, it's fine i actually think it's weird when adults try to listen to that stuff because their kids do right like when they try to act like they grew up or that they can just ignore the messages right that the youth are spreading a day in their music versus what we grew up on (laughs) right it's like nah man you're having a midlife crisis yes you don't like him you don't (laughs) like migos you just want to look cool (laughs) you know that music is not for you right you know they're talking some shit that would have got you slapped as a kid if (laughs) you played that in your house yeah exactly like you you had to sneak to play nwa right be cool that was the most radical shit right you know nah no 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 so these i think the adults are the ones with the problems Mm -hmm. the adults who try to pretend yeah that they're the coolest dad you know the coolest mom by listening to that shit yeah for you i agree man but hip-hop needs hip-hop in general needs an older demographic of fans just like it needs the older demographic of artists yeah. to grow as an art form if if you want hip-hop to eventually be respected like the chuck berries mm-hmm. like the rolling stones like mm-hmm. the rock and roll guys are yeah. which is i think what everybody wants ultimately right for the, for the art form that we love to be respected and revered we cannot continually displace the older fans nor the older artists. Right. And that's why we're seeing the old school uh, concert series yep. have massive success every summer. Yep. It's the same people who are now uh, the, the, the biggest growing demographic in radio again. Right. Us who grew up on it, who were tuning back in, we're the same people who've been going to these old school concerts for the last 10 years mm-hmm. and they didn't see the connection. Like, wait a minute, Slick Rick and Biz Markie can still draw 5,000 people, right. 2,000 people. Right. Wait a minute. Salt and pepper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? LL. <laughs> right. You know? People will pay $30, $40, $50 to see this. Yes. There won't be no drama, no fights. It'll be a great party vibe. Yep. Oh, man, I should do this. Right. So, so this demographic is needed because this is the demographic who's going to be writing the history. Mm-hmm. This is the demographic who's going to be pushing hip-hop into these institutions. Mm-hmm. You see, you don't end up with a show like a Luke Cage. Right. 
without a generation of people who grew up on hip hop. Exactly. Who are now adults. Mm-hmm. You don't end up with something like Luke Cage where every episode is named after a gangstar song. <laughs> right. You know? Right. That's not gonna happen. And we think that shit is dope. Right. Like we some people was like, oh, I gotta watch this just because of that. I would guarantee you a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah. For me, that was the hook. I was like, yo, wait a minute. They really did that? Yes. Okay, I might have to get this a look now. <laughs> right, because that's some dope shit. Yeah. You know, that's pulling on that on them heartstrings yeah just just little subliminal stuff you catch us with mm-hmm. you know but we're paying attention we're just not invested in it because most of the time we don't have things like that that speak to us right so i think i think advertisers are seeing it i think you know venues are seeing it mm-hmm. radio stations are now seeing it and admitting it and i think that you know i mean even if you go back to the satellite radio uh-huh. you know backspin yeah. right has right. always been a staple oh yeah you know like you're gonna have the old school station on a satellite radio easily because they know yeah they know <laughs> they, they know, know what we what we play <laughs> we, we lock we don't change the station yeah we don't we lock in and so i i think that that conversation is good because you have to have the people who've been there before so that you can learn from them but also so that hip-hop gets supported more mm-hmm. there's more hip-hop hip-hop is given more respect and i think that you know the radio thing is one 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 reason but i think that you know financially it makes a lot of sense to not displace the older people in hip-hop yeah man i should i agree i think we probably our generation probably the only reason that there's still cds around that's a fact because <laughs> that we, is a fact we will buy a cd before we download something. still like yeah. our generation will we want that physical you know we don't want to just download it on our phone yep. you know what i'm saying we actually still want that's the only reason yeah i still press up cd yeah i want to read the liner notes <laughs> right yeah look right. at the track listing while, yeah, I'm, while listening I'm listening to, to it. it like oh yep. okay all right cool what yep. was it who th- produced this yeah, yeah. let me read the shout outs right see all if there's anybody stuff. shout outs i need to all make stuff. note of you know <laughs> Right, all that stuff. That I think we, our generation, is probably the main reason that there's still CDs pressed, man. Yeah, you know, I agree. It makes sense, and I would, I would, I would also argue that if that's the case, then that's we're probably the main reason you still see CDs in stores. Exactly, like the Best Buys and the mm-hmm. places like that who have drastically reduced their inventory. Right, the people buying CDs now are not twenty years old. Right, they're they're like us. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, thirty 30s, to forties. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like those are the people who are continuing to to support certain mediums you know of music and i think i think chasing them out not giving them a space is just bad for the art yeah bad for business too so that's number two word up we'll take a break over the last several months as the podcast has been growing people have been asking how they can support the super duty tough work podcast well here's three simple ways to support podcast number one spread the word this is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast in fact it's free and doesn't cost you a thing so there's no reason not to do it if you're listening to us and like what we do please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages so whether you have Facebook Twitter or Instagram it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. 
The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Elogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Elogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Yo, I don't know if y'all heard them bars right there. <laughs> when was that released? This is on. Uh, that's on. Um, uh, that's not Criminal Mind. It's my philosophy album, right? I believe uh, so. I'm with my philosophy. And that was what? Eight, 88. 88. This was the Fresh for 88 album. Okay. You, you suckers. suckers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was 88. 20 was years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago. Right. He was saying you couldn't even talk about what's old school until. Right rap was 50 years old right he's absolutely right yeah you know and that's like reason number three why it's important to keep older artists in the mix mm-hmm. why why it's because there is actually no such thing as old school in hip-hop no because it's, it's so young it's so young i mean you were talking about an art form that was that started i mean the first records were released in the early what like 80s late early 80s, 80s left, late, late, 70s. late 70s so so i mean rap didn't even really start popping until the late 80s mm-hmm and then you look at like mid 90s has reached this like apex and started becoming a commercial music late to mid 90s and then by like you know 2000s that's when it started kind of popping like okay now this thing is is really big it's huge it's huge it's huge and so what his point was then and it really popped into my head talking about this episode is that like we have to be very careful how we label things old school almost in a dismissive way right because 
what we think is old school in hip hop could be something that's three years old. Right. Yeah. I mean, literally it is. You know? Like when you think about the records that were released five years ago. Yeah. People are like, oh, that's old. Old. That's old. It's five years. It's not even it's old. Not, yeah, it's not old. It's an infant. Yeah. And KRS was saying like, it's like, look, it's 88. Why are y'all talking about a Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel and those guys are old school? Right. They're not old school. Yeah. It's only been 10 years. <laughs> right. That's not old school. <laughs> That's not old. When you start talking about now, you know, if we're talking about them now. Yes. It looks different. Now. It's very different because that's 30, you know, almost 40 years ago. Right. And that's how we say he said 50 years down the line, you can start this because we'll be the old school artists. Right. And when you look back at, at, at rap from that point. You're going to be invariably looking at the guys who were the top artists in 88 mm-hmm. with the guys who were top in 81. Right. It's, it's kind of like when you're young and you're dating chicks. When you're in ninth grade, an 11th grader is old to you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's grown. She's grown. <laughs> She's advanced. Right. 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 But when you're 40. Right. A 43-year-old old woman ain't shit. Right. Yeah. You're like, what's the difference? Yeah, we the same age. We the same age. <laughs> yeah. We grew up at the same era. Right. We have all the same influences. Right. All the same experiences, right? Yeah. But when you're young, it's a it's a world of difference between a ninth grader and eleventh grader. Yeah. And that's how hip hop is becomes sometimes when you only look at it through this small little window yeah. of time. When you look at it through a bigger window, like, hey man, look. What happened in 2017 and what happened in 2015 are going to invariably be compared to each other. Right. Of the, course. What, 2015 is not going to look old school compared to 2018. Right. You know, but back in the day, people were trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. I think that, you know, we got to look at this through a wide scope. Yeah. I mean, and it's because of this. We're in this digital age where everything happens so quick, you know, like. You know, you get a new phone every six months. You know what I'm saying? Like new computers come out every six months. There's something new that's better than the old. Very quick. You know what I'm saying? We're in a microwave society. So now if you release a song that's six months old, it's an old song now. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's releasing shit, you know, every 20 minutes, somebody dropping a new song. You know what I'm saying? So now that we're in this digital age, it's very easy especially for the young people to label things as, oh, that's old when it's only a year. You know, it's been a year since it's the true. song. You know what I'm saying? It's been a year since the song or album dropped because my kids do that stuff all the time. Like some of the older stuff that I did like that we like the older J. Cole record, yep. like his first record, the one that went platinum, the last one he released. Like I still listen to it. They're like, oh, dad, you still listen to that? That's old. Like it just came out. Like, what are you talking about? It came out two yeah. years ago, three years ago. Yeah. And we grew up on a different news cycle. Right. We grew up where you read about Illmatic 30, I'm sorry, well, maybe 60 days to 90 days before it came out. Yeah. And then you read about it in the, you know, the September issue of The Source. Yeah. And they're like, yo, this kid Nas is coming. You mm-hmm. heard him on, you know, live at the barbecue. Right. So he's coming. And it might be an interview. Yeah, the album's coming. <laughs> right, you know? Right. So then the next 30 days, it's like, yo, the album's done. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. So the hype is building. It's, right. This is 60 days already. Right. You haven't even seen the single yet. Right. You're like, oh, snap, Nas is coming. Then they dropped the single that month. Then the, the next month. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes out and gets five mics. Right. This is you still ain't heard the album yet. You're going crazy now. <laughs> right. right. This right, is insane. This has right. been ninety days. Yes. And really a whole year since I heard this guy. Right. And now we're finally hearing he's got a release date, his first single drops, and then you lose your fucking mind. Yep. Oh shit. You buy that album and it's one of like 
five albums you listen to that year. Right, exactly. You know, there was not 20 albums coming out a day. Yes. There was like five great albums coming out and those albums got proper attention, proper press, mm-hmm. and you sat with them and listened to them and learned them. Yeah. Like, it, I can't remember the last time I've learned a new song. Ugh. Because uh, I don't listen to them as much because it's so much music. Yeah. And, you know, on top of doing my own. But it's so much music out there. I can't remember the last time I've learned a song off of a new record that I've purchased. Yeah. It's different now. Yeah, and and like different. you're saying, it's, the news cycle is different. We went from having six months to set up and hear a record mm-hmm. to having, I mean, people are dropping albums in, with six hours notice. Right. People are dropping records on Friday now. And by Monday, they're considered old. Yeah. The conversation stops online and the the online news cycle has sped up, you know, the music thing to where, like, like you're saying, things are old by the time we get them now. Right. And it's just changing, I think, our ability to evaluate music's lasting power. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it, it's ultimately going to hurt us because I think we're going to miss some things that are great. Right. Because we're in such a mood to move to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people are doing, you know, album of the month. Right. You know, you're writing reviews the day you hear an album. Right. Not because you've had enough time to digest the music, but because you want to be first. Right. This is going to damage ultimately not only the credibility of the press, but it's going to hurt the staying power of artists. Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's happening now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's not a lot of times where there's artists that we really get to sit with and learn who they are because it's always somebody new. It's mm-hmm. always somebody new coming. I mean, think about when we first started releasing records. Yeah. I mean, we would take six months. Yeah. You know, campaign, all of that shit. It was sick. Like now. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. If you're good, you can milk 60 days. Yeah. Out of it. Like maybe 60 days. 30 days probably is where it is now. I mean, yeah. shit. Kendrick just dropped his first single and the album's coming out April 7th. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like three weeks away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just a completely different time. Yeah, man. So you know that 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 but that's why we gotta be on it, right? You know, because fools try to chase people out the game, and it's like, nah, man. When you look at this whole thing with perspective, you'll see that like nothing is really old school yet. Right. We're just now getting to a point in hip hop where we will have a true old school. Mm-hmm. You know, which you can say maybe '80s hip hop, '90s hip hop, 2000s. 2010s now we're just now at that 50 year mark right that krs1 was talking about right you can finally put these distinctions on music because mm-hmm. uh, it's not like the ninth grader and 11th grader no more right it's not it's not <laughs> 50 years is a long fucking time yeah yeah you know some of the cats that was doing shit back then are like in their in their 60s, 60s. yeah you know 60 yeah. 70 years old like i wonder how old melly mel is he got to be in his 60s yeah probably 60s probably early 60s yeah early yeah. 60s because like, they were teenagers when right they started. yeah they were like 17 18 years old when they started this stuff yeah, man. you know africa bambada i mean he got to be in his 70s probably yeah. you know because he was doing his shit in the set in, in the 70s yeah in the late 70s. So, yeah, now we have old school. You know, when you're listening to Melly Mel, when you're listening to, you know, the uh, funky, what was it, the funky three? Funky four plus funky one. Funky four plus one. You know, when you're listening to that, that's old school now. Yes. You know, that's legitimately, legitimately old, school. old school. Not old school like last week old school. Right. Yeah. Roxanne Shantae. <laughs> like that's. Or Biggie and Pac old school. Yeah. The Biggie and Pac ain't old school to me. They <laughs> yeah. really ain't old school to me. Yeah. It's yeah. classic. To me, at the most, to me, they're middle school. Right. <laughs> 
you know like you know, maybe they're middle school they're old school to like you're super young people yeah but they're middle school to me like right. you can't put a biggie and Pac in the same conversations as you know you know a uh, cool moldy cool right. or you know you can't to me but right. that's because we have more perspective exactly you know but yeah, we that, were listening to Cool Modi. We were around <laughs> right, when that shit right. came out, you know. So we seen them, and we seen Pac, and we seen the progression of shit. So we have very different perspective. Yeah, man. So that that's reason number three why yes. hip hop needs older artists, man. Right. And that's because there really is no old school yet. Like yeah. there's just now becoming an old school, you know. So we're on reason number four. Yeah. Ooh, this one is one that uh we see it play out every day. Reason number four that we need old school artists is because we need to have access to the lessons, knowledge, and mentoring. Jewels dropped. Lessons, knowledge, and mentoring. Word. This can only be accessed if you have access to the older generation. Right. No different than how, you know, you ever meet people and they're like beyond their years. Right. What Mm -hmm. you find with a lot of these people is like a lot of these people who, they sat at the feet of their grandparents. Right. You know, my, my mom always talks about like sitting and listening to her, her grandmother talk right. and her mother talk like people who were a generation or two older than her. And in doing so, she kind of made it to where like she had all this access of mm-hmm. experiences, the stories, yeah. the lessons of people who were a combined 150 years of experience in that room. Right. And she just sat there and listened and learned and in doing so she avoided so many things she learned so many things she empowered herself just by listening to the to the to the lessons of her elders right. not closing herself off to that on some well they done, it's, your time is over old, right. old man get out the paint you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> three seconds right. get out the lane old, old dude you know you all get up the paint right you know because this is, this is this is how the game tends to look at older hip-hop artists it's mm-hmm. like your time has come. We tired of these older artists holding us back, you know, and, and that just kind of. Uh oh, what's going on outside? How's it going down? I don't know. I seen him put the court up and then they mob came down there riffing. Is she riffing? No, I don't know. You see, he took the brick out. I seen he put the court away. Huh. See, I kind of want to open a window and see what's <laughs> going on out there. See, we got drama going on. <laughs> what's up, everybody? blueprint here to remind you that my latest project the vigilante genesis ep is available right now on waitlist recordings the ep is a collaboration between myself and my friend aesop rock which features myself on the rhymes and aesop rock on production if you are a fan of concept albums comic books or just good old hip-hop then this ep is for you Vigilante Genesis is available on signed CD, blue vinyl, and deluxe digital exclusively at waitlist.net. So order your copy today. Thanks again for your support. All right, all right, all right. We just got off on a tangent. Yeah, 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 shit. (laughs) Yeah, man, anyways. Word. You know. Are we recording? I was recording anyway, because I know. I don't know. We got lost, man. We got lost. You know, we back in the lab yeah. because we was we got distracted by hood shit. Right. I was right. look we was talking about the kids playing earlier, right? And so it was this gang of kids playing on this court across the street from my house that belongs to the kid who lives there. And I was telling Elijah, like, yo, man, the kid whose court that is actually hasn't touched that thing in three days since it's been out there. Right. They put it like Friday. 
you know, nothing. And then here we go. Today, everybody since then has been playing on it, the whole street. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he comes out and we saw he played for a couple minutes. Yeah. He left and they were still balling on his court. And, and I was like, this is going to eventually be a problem. Yeah. Lo and behold, his parents come home, see all these kids on his court. And they're like, you know what? Let's put the court away. Right. They put the court away, you know, because blocking their driveway, too. And uh, the mama of some of these kids <laughs> puts on her jacket, you know, walks on down the street. Has a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It looks like she's trying to riff on them for putting the court away. Yeah. You know, it's their court. Right. They can put it away. Their son's not playing on it. It's his prerogative. Word. You know, so, you know, that's uh, it's cool with me. Yeah. The hood. But yeah, that's hood tales, man. Yeah, you know, it didn't tales. get ugly. It was no, you know, they wasn't tripping, but she definitely like she was trying to tell them something about their decision. Right. So yeah, man, we got distracted by that. Word. And uh we was talking about ageism, man. <laughs> right, we was talking about ageism. I don't even remember where we was at, bro. We was on we was talk the it was on four or three. I think we was on four. Damn. We was on four because the last thing we was talking about was um, lessons. Yeah, the knowledge. Mentoring. The mentoring. Yep, that's where we Did we get at. into that one? We didn't even really get far into it. We started, but we didn't even Damn. dive in. Yeah, I got I got tri- I got tripped up, man. Yeah. But I like I think a good example, let's get back into the mentoring and um I think a good example is like even on sports teams. Yeah. Sports teams always want to have that veteran voice in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? They always they the reason Paul Pierce still plays basketball and why he still gets the money that he gets is because of his experience, not because he's still as good as he was when the Celtics won the championship, but because he has experience, he can help some of the younger players, you know, get through some things, show them certain ways to go. You know, same with football players. It's the same way. And that's that's one of the reasons why it's always talked about in sports to have a veteran voice in the locker room. It's the same with hip hop. We need the veteran voice in the locker room in order to guide some of these young people into, you know, the future. Yeah. You know, to make their careers as long as possible and as successful as possible. But it's up to the young people to acknowledge the fact that the older generation has jewels, you know, and has knowledge that they need in order to succeed. I agree. Completely, completely well put, man. I think we're starting to see what I find weird now is like you have this movement in like the the media, the hip hop media, where they're almost trying to create a rift between the old and the young by acting as though every time an old school artist says he doesn't like a specific artist, Mm -hmm. that he doesn't like young artists. Right. It's like. That's fake news to me. When when Pete Rock says little Yachty can't rap, right. and then we see a, a a thousand word piece saying Pete Rock hates younger artists, right. ignoring the fact that Pete Rock likes J Cole, mm-hmm. that Pete Rock likes Kendrick, right. that Pete Rock like you know they they ignore all this. That mm-hmm. Pete Rock listens to you know whoever you know machi- uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of old boy from Buffalo, uh, whatever the fuck. It, it just it really creates this narrative that doesn't exist yeah old versus young old versus young Mm -hmm. and we got to be very careful about letting the media create that narrative because they're creating division Mm -hmm. and they're hurting the younger artists right they're hurting everything by doing that because you already are are giving you're you're not giving the older artists a platform Mm -hmm. because they don't fit into the new and hot category right then when you do write about the older artists is to say that they're shitting on the younger artists Mm mm-hmm you create this thing about uh, the illusion of jealousy well maybe they're just being honest yeah or maybe you baited them by asking them this in the first place right 
Right. And that's usually the case, especially with the press. Yeah. Like they don't volunteer this shit. Right. You know, but the the press will bait them on this and then punish them when they're honest. Yeah. If I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's a, such a bar, man. People got to listen to right. this, man. And I think that you ultimately hurt hurt hip hop when you do that, man, by by creating this illusion and, and you, you create division where there can be no mentoring. There can be no lessons shared. Mm-hmm. We can't learn from the mistakes of the older artists. I think if we had true mentoring in this industry we wouldn't see things like 360 deals take off right we we wouldn't see artists giving away more of their rights and percentages of their their income streams for less in return i would think it would be more independent artists out there honestly totally you know if they were really this and i think i think another thing is that as the older generation we can't be baited by the younger generation either yeah, because a lot of times they might say, "Oh, that old shit is whack." You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Shut up, old man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But granddad, we, right? Like, Fuck but you, we granddad, we gotta be, we gotta be the older generation to say, "All right," but when you need me, I'm here for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you need to talk about why this deal went like this, c- give me a call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna wish that you had the knowledge <laughs> that I have right now. Instead of, you know, instead of helping to create that narrative of the old versus young, when we get salty, you know what I'm saying, get grumpy old man on them, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Tar- start talking shit about the younger generation too, because it's not all made up. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Some cats have really said, this shit is whack. Yeah. All of this shit is whack. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? So <laughs> it's not like, yeah. you know, completely you know delusional that, that this has happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I think we have to also acknowledge that when you look at some of the most successful artists in hip hop, what they have in common a lot of times is that they had mentoring. Right. So let's look at a guy like a Dr. Dre, for example. Mm-hmm. Look at how Dre was able to learn from his NWA situation, his death row situation. Mm-hmm. And then when he started mentoring artists, look what happened when he came in and said, okay, I'm getting back in the game with my own thing now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fuck with Eminem. Right. Look at the results for Eminem as a result of that mentoring. Right. Having access to all that experience. 20 years of industry experience Dre had before M came along. Right. Dre was a part of labels. He had produced platinum albums before. And when Eminem came along, he had the exact thing that he needed. Yeah. You know, look at, okay, now that you got Eminem, who was given the, you know, the shortcut, the battery in his back from Dre. Right. What happened to 50 Cent because exactly. of Eminem? Now Eminem has access to what Dre had, and now 50 Cent has access to what Eminem had. And Dre. And Dre. Yeah. Yep. By, so, so by proxy, right. they're more successful because of mentoring, mm. because they allowed guys who had been in the game for a while to kind of put them up on game, to yeah. tell them what's, what deals to do, what not to do, yeah. how to run their career, how to maximize, how to leverage things. And I think that we would see more m&ms and 50 cents if we had more dre's right doing the mentoring yeah i i completely agree and i mean and if we had more respect for the dre's yes you know because there has to be a level of respect and given to where you'll even accept the mentoring in the first place yeah you know there has to be that level because i mean it's the same thing happening with tde and kendrick and and all of them because tde is its own label but it's under dre Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure Top Dog pick picks Dre's head all picks Dre's mind all the time about what to do for the label. And the same with Kendrick and the same with the other artists on the label. So it's the same, you know, it's, it's kind of like 
Jay doesn't do it like that. You know what I'm saying? It, Jay-Z should be like a Dre. You know what I'm saying? In that in that respect, as far as mentoring artists. But for some reason, it doesn't seem like he is. No, not at all. Not yeah, at all. I like mean, I think is. the only vehicle he actually mentors through would be like a uh, maybe the Rock Nation management. Uh-huh. That's probably the entity where I think, you know, in a co- official capacity where he helps artists. But he truly is not a mentor. Not in a sense that you would think. Right. You know, because he has so many artists that have been affiliated who have not been successful. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the Rock Nation guys are more successful than the average guys. Oh, yeah. Definitely agree. I mean, the only cat that has had success is Kanye. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And to hear Kanye, say, they like he was his mentor. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's, that was like his big brother when he was coming into the industry. So Yeah. So so we need that. Yeah. You know? And we got one more left. That was one number more four. Joint. Yeah. I think this last one was just about balance. Balance, man. The, the fifth reason why hip-hop needs older artists is balance Mm -hmm. balance 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 in the way hip-hop looks Mm -hmm. balance in the way hip-hop feels how it sounds how it's presented yes the conversation about hip-hop would have so much more balance within hip-hop and outside of hip-hop if we had more adults involved Mm -hmm. older hip-hop heads involved because we would have more perspective a more balanced view of things we wouldn't be so caught up in what's happening right now as much as we'd be caught up be, be looking at the overarching themes that are happening in art form. Right. I think we're missing some of that because we don't have the older heads involved in some of these conversations. Right. You pick up a laptop, you write about the latest mixtape, you're a journalist now. Mm-hmm. You got enough money to start, you know, you look at how blogging took off basically by posting new music. Right. It doesn't have to do with the writing ability of those guys. They just had access. It was about exclusivity. We need the conversation to to be beyond that, you know, and when it goes beyond that, we get more balance, Mm -hmm. you know, us as hip hop listeners. Yeah, we're artists, but we're fans because, you know, we can we can appreciate balance. We came up. There was N.W.A. and De La. Right. Complete opposite. Completely. You didn't feel like you had to choose. Nah. You know, there was EPMD, which is probably in the middle of a De La and a and a and a NWA. Mm-hmm. You got to like them all. Yeah. You didn't feel like nothing was really on. You felt like there was a conversation each of them were having with you as a listener right. that was important to your growth and, and to what you thought art and rap could be. Right. I think that when we don't have balance, we are stuck having the same conversation, which may be a valid conversation. It's just that it's the only conversation. Right. That's a problem. Right. It's like you don't want to date a girl where you can only talk about one thing. Right. You know, it's like if all she want to do is play pool and drink beer. She's good for playing pool and drinking beer. with. <laughs> right. But if you want to talk about books, uh-huh. you know, take her to a music. It's not the girl. Right. You know, it's, it's not that one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just that, hey. Balance is needed. I can appreciate the conversation about beer and alcohol and playing pool more because I also read a book this morning before we did it. Right. And because we sat around and we studied and we learned something or we talked that we had an intellectual conversation and that allows me to blow off steam with you. And I think that we're, we're losing that by by not counting some of the artists who have more balance in that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with that. It's funny because when when I think about balance. I think about how sometimes, especially for us older cats, that 
if we like somebody new, it's almost like we got to keep it a secret. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like Swear. a guilty pleasure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you know, I've made it known that I like Ross. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's, yep. if I posted that on my Logic page, oh, they'd fry you. They yeah. would fry they, me. They you know what I mean? You. They would not, they would <laughs> like, roasted. what? Yeah, get roasted, get completely roasted. But I can listen to Rick Ross and I can listen to the new John Wayne album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can listen to, you know, whatever. Like, I yep. can listen to some trap music if I want. Cause some of it I like. You know, yeah. some of it is good. Some of it's dope. Some of the beats I like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But that doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to like one or the other. You know what I'm saying? It's not, they're not, you know, opposing sides. You know, you got to choose one. You yeah. shouldn't have to. And we shouldn't have to hide the shit that we like <laughs> just because we might get fucking roasted. Oh, yeah. We'll get roasted like a motherfucker. We'll get completely roasted. I think that's why underground hip hop is so good because I think that there is, there's a lot more age, I yeah. think, in the underground. And it's, it spans a lot longer. And there's also so many more perspectives. You know, from from the underground hardcore hip hop to the, you know, the underground gangster rap to the intellectual shit. Like it's so many things to choose from. And it's all kind of accepted as underground hip hop. You know, I think that's why we love it so much. Yeah, I agree. Well put, man. Word. I think that's it. That's it. We made it. We made it. We had a little kerfuffle (laughs) going on outside. Word. You know, but this is why hip-hop needs older artists older fans man I'll, I'll recall back five of these but these i got them in the wrong order All so right. i'm just gonna call them and whatever yeah, just call I got them. yeah you know number five was the art form is young there is no real old school right. that's the reason number five we need older artists number four the body ages but the mind gets sharper zen Yes, zen out to that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit. Do your ohms to that. Right. You know, uh, number three, the older hip hop fan base is still significant. Yes. Very significant. That radio love. Yes. You know, reason number two, to provide balance in the content. Right. We need it. You know, number one, the lessons the mentoring the knowledge the mistakes we need access to that the bars yes the younger generation needs to access those lessons man Mm -hmm. that the older artists have learned so that they can empower themselves yeah and move forward to be successful yeah man get that fucking jumper boost you know what's going on outside man it's like summer out here (laughs) it's like summer it's like the first day of summer it's not summer but it's like oh shit summer okay so that's it man yeah that's it we out see y'all next week Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, Super Duty Tough Work. Huh?